0: Hi, everybody. Today we talk about how and when to use an RV broker.
1: Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast
2: answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off the beaten path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information.
1: Here's your hosts, award winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland.
0: Hello everybody and wherever we are, we hope you are finding pleasant roads as you travel. This is the RV podcast and uh, we're going to talk about uh, whatever kind of an RV you have about getting out there, enjoying it and uh, boondocking, enjoying uh, God's amazing creation, meeting interesting people, discovering fun places, using the right gear and tech to enhance the RV lifestyle. So welcome. We're very honored that you chose to put us in your ears this week. Joining me now, my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hi, dear. Hello, Michael. Ready to go? Sure. (laughs) Except I did
3: a bad thing. I sat out in the sun for 15 minutes and now I'm all kind of punchy.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's nice now. Isn't it nice? It's beautiful. We had a great morning hike with Bo and uh, got a couple miles in, I guess, and uh having fun with that new app that's identifying all the wildflowers. I don't and the, know why
3: we didn't have that years ago. Everybody needs that app.
0: Yeah. It's a really great app. I'll have to do a blog post on it and a couple of other apps that we use, but this one is called, call it up on my smartphone. It's called picture this. And um, I think they charge you like 29 bucks a year, but it's really neat. I mean, we've probably used it a dozen times since I added it yesterday.
3: How many times do you look at a tree or a plant or a flower and say, what's the name? I've forgotten or that's so beautiful. I'd like to know the name.
0: Yeah. So I'm really having fun with that. And we've been looking at uh, honeysuckle. What else did we find today? I don't know. The that's
3: common, a, dandelion. The common it, dandelion. It was so huge. I thought, is that a normal dandelion?
0: But it was the common. It
3: was the common, common dandelion.
0: dandelion. So um, anyway, it, it's a fun app. And it's, uh, it's great this time of year when everything is popping up in color and beautiful uh, flowers and buds. And we enjoyed that. Last week, we did some uh, camping over in Western Michigan. We were on the Muskegon River, which is a beautiful uh, river uh, in uh, Western Michigan. And we take off uh, today, the day this podcast is released, for uh, Elkhart, Indiana. We've got a couple days of uh, visits arranged there Elkhart, of course, the RV capital of the world. We always have fun in Elkhart.
3: I enjoy Elkhart. The hard part is going to be staying away from Amish
0: crack. Oh, can't we? We got to stop. We got to stop. That's the Rise and Roll Bakery. Amish crack is, uh, is a donut that is, oh, it's, it's, it's like a They
3: make whole boxes and they have them pre-boxed.
0: Yeah, that's how popular it is. Yeah. Anybody who goes to Elkhart knows about the Rise and Roll. We just did a video or a blog post on rvlifestyle.com about all the surprising things you can do in and around Elkhart and uh, that was uh, that was really fun. So we're headed there uh right after uh we get uh, a little bit more work done on this podcast and we'll be uh, we'll be there this week. So that'll be fun. Um hey, we have an announcement to make uh about a really cool um gift certificate we're going to give away. $500. Count them. 500 buck gift certificate good for Pretty much anything you want at Camping World, any of their stores. And uh, you can enter. We've got this set up as a, like a little sweepstakes. You can enter as many times as you want. Uh, the winner will be drawn on May 29th for $500. And all you have to do is go to rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. Our friends at Camping World have a big... Uh, travel different theme that they're doing this summer. And I was really impressed with the advertising on it. They're, uh, they're really not advertising. Themselves. They're advertising just the lifestyle, how much fun it is, uh, to go out and travel and enjoy it. You and I are featured. They did an interview with us and they have a little story on us. Um, so anyway, uh, once again, that address, if you want to join that sweepstakes, good for $500, anything you want at camping world, go to dot com slash sweepstakes. um, gas shortages holy cow that's still going on and the pipeline is back we talked about that last week but did you see how many places were without gas crazy
3: i guess everybody's topping off i mean i don't know
0: well i think they can't they're having trouble getting it online and uh, then there was the keystone pipeline and that's all mired in politics but um surely and the lack of
3: uh, truck drivers.
0: Lack of truck drivers. Yeah, causing uh, adding to the supply shortages that we've had. I did a check today, and because I noticed when we when we took off last week, it cost me over eighty dollars to fill up, and I was doing it like for under fifty. And uh, last year, and it's gone up from the average last year for a gallon of um, of no lead uh, regular no lead was a dollar eighty seven this time mm. last year. Whoa. today as much as we dollar eighty-seven, and it's now over th- just a little over $3 a gallon is the average we encountered that uh, on our recent trip on the Natchez Trace and it was well over three bucks pretty much in all the communities we travel and it's going higher
3: oh yeah I was gonna say it's you ain't seen higher. nothing yet boy
0: I mean that's a pretty pretty frightening jump in just a, a year so you add that to the problem with uh parts that's one of the reasons we're going to Elkhart um we are told and we'll take a look ourselves that all of the RV manufacturers are, have plenty of RVs, uh, almost completed RVs just sitting there waiting to be delivered, but they can't deliver them because they're still missing one or two parts like an awning or maybe a, a a sliding step or maybe it's a uh, air conditioner, but the, the parts shortage that has affected the world has really affected the RV industry. So even though they're selling a lot of them, they've, Sometimes it's going to take you. We heard what yesterday somebody said. It's going to take thirty months to get a new leisure travel van mm. from the dealer. They ordered it thirty months, but um, the parts shortage. I think it's going to even be a more significant issue for the RV industry. Uh, they're enjoying all the the fruits of their labors right now, but um, between the gas problems, uh, increasing gas prices, and the parts shortage, uh, it's uh, it's not a great looking future here. I think uh, for the summer and then the crowds uh you got a story today about uh how hard it is for campgrounds to find workers too right so it's a crazy time out there
3: well you don't realize how many uh workers come from other countries into yeah. this country to work for the summer
0: for particularly in uh in tourist areas right mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's it's crazy um the good news though is it's warm weather now pretty much everywhere and camping season is now in full swing most of the schools that have at least gone back to in-person learning will be letting out in just a couple of weeks. We've got Memorial Day holiday, the unofficial start of summer, just uh, uh, two weeks away from uh, this past Monday. So hopefully you guys are going to get out there and enjoy it. And uh, we'll, we're gonna, we've are we're been traveling pretty much every week. We got our hiking shoes dusted off. Yes, they are more than and broken in, broken in. Uh, hey, before we move on to the news of the week, let's talk about protecting your RV from the elements. And the best way we know how to do that is with empirecovers.com. They're makers of quality covers for your RV. They also make them for your car as well. That will protect your, your RV or your trailer, whatever you're, you're, you're in from rain, mud, pollen. How, many, how much pollen have you seen this year? Seems like we've been in. I guess we've been traveling from south to north. We we, always
3: are in pollen season for months
0: and months. It's been months. Uh, Pollen can really do damage to the surface of uh, an automobile or an RV. Uh, All the different elements that you have to waste your time cleaning, uh, or worse, that can end up damaging your vehicle. So whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, camper, just go check them out. Uh, You'll need one for sure. This uh, at the end of the season when you want to. Put your RV away for storage. Empirecovers.com. That's the address to go to. And uh, because you're a listener of the RV podcast, you'll get uh, free shipping plus an extra 15%. But you got to use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE at checkout. RVLIFESTYLE. So uh, go there, check them out. RVLIFESTYLE.com slash, um, I'm sorry, go to empirecovers.com slash, RV Lifestyle. That'll take you right there and then you won't even have to enter in the code. RV EmpireCovers.com slash RV lifestyle. News. Mike's got news.
1: RV news, travel news, inside information and trends that shape the RV lifestyle. Here's the RV news of the
3: week. The RV industry is reporting 54,291 wholesale RV units were shipped this past March, more than any other month in the industry's history. These March numbers mean 148,507 units were shipped in the first quarter of 2021 a nearly 10% increase over the previous record set in the first quarter of 2018. The industry's numbers show an increase in sales among all categories of RVs between the first quarter of 2020 versus the first quarter of 2021 with Class B camper vans showing the largest percentage growth in sales. This record-breaking increase in camping trailers and RVs mean things will be busier than ever.
0: There are so many new Class B motorhomes that are being introduced. Thor just, uh, uh, as well as Class C. Thor just did a bunch of Class Cs. Uh, I saw a new one for a new Class B from Winnebago. And then there are all these customization companies that uh, are are customizing DIY vans. You're doing the, they, they're doing their own customization. You bring them the van, so the Class B marketplace is like like you say, it's just exploding. I think we told everybody that would happen. <laughs> <didn't> we? <laughs>
3: we did. We did.
0: We've been talking about that for years. I think.
3: Wait till those uh, gas prices really hit the pocketbook. Yeah, hook.
0: that'll make you even more desirable for some of those smaller Class Bs. Uh, did you see the video making the rounds last week of a Tourist, folks out in Yellowstone called them tourons, tourist morons. Well, that was the one right here. This woman got out of her car and walked right up to a bunch of a, a grizzly bear. There were a couple of them in the background, but taking pictures of this grizzly way too close, snapping away. Uh, other people in, in uh, that were there in their cars were saying, stop it, get away from the bear. She just went over closer and closer. And then the grizzly uh, charged her to tell her to get back. It's called a bluff charge that the bear did. And this camera snapping woman just kind of smugly turned away and walked away. The bear turned around. The bear probably says Turons probably don't taste very good. Um, The woman did not run. She just, it just kind of sauntered away. Whole incident captured by other Yellowstone visitors who stayed safely in their vehicle. And they reported it to Yellowstone officials who are now investigating and Hopefully they'll find this woman. I'm sure she will because the video serviced everywhere. And I hope they really, they really nail her for it. Tourists forgetting the animals in Yellowstone are wild. Um, end up, you know, if the animals, you know, just try to defend themselves, they, they end up having to destroy the animal. Then uh, certainly they could hurt themselves. Uh, people are killed uh, regularly by, uh, by bears. When I say regularly, every year there's one or two incidents. Uh, someplace out west that um, this one takes the cake. I think everybody put their picture in every campground should ban this woman if she's a camper and it made me furious to look at that. Um, so anyway, a tour on hopefully they'll throw the book at her.
3: Colorado is temporarily ending dispersed camping in parts of the Arapaho and Roosevelt national forests because of late night parties, human waste, littered trails campfires abandoned while still burning, polluted water, and trampled vegetation. Out There Colorado ran an article last weekend on the problem, quoting someone from the U.S. Forest Service, detailing the damage irresponsible campers have done, such as making hundreds of new rock campfire rings, polluting water sources, trampling vegetation, and more. As we have been saying, many new campers are not being responsible. And because of the damage they are doing, forest officials are banning camping for everyone at places throughout the country.
0: And they're not messing around with this. When these people set up these, these encampments and, and act like that, they just shut it down. And that affects everybody. So when you see that, uh, get license plate numbers, turn them in because they're, they're, you know every week now we're doing a story about some area in the country that's had to shut down for camping because this, uh, this problem is continuing. Hey, have you heard about the trouble that many small businesses are having finding employees? I mentioned this a minute ago, but that trouble has now hit the campground industry. Uh, campground owners uh, all from Campgrounds of America to Jellystone Park and everything in between are saying that they just can't get enough employees this summer. Some of that, uh, they say, is because of the tight labor market and high unemployment benefits that affect many lower-paying businesses. Uh, Some is from the difficulty foreign exchange students have in, in coming here during the pandemic. And apparently some campgrounds are even having trouble finding work campers.
3: Lastly... Every year, Campgrounds of America does an annual survey on the state of camping in North America. And this year's report shows more than 86 million U.S. households considering themselves campers. And 48 million of those households took at least one camping trip last year, up more than six million from 2019. And the remote working segment brought about by COVID-19, shows itself in camping. The survey found 41% of all campers and 51% of new campers say they sometimes or always work while camping.
0: This part of the podcast is brought to you by Rad Power Bikes, America's number one e-bike brand, offering direct-to-consumer pricing and powerful premium electric bikes, now with free shipping. Rad Power Bikes, built for everything and priced for everyone. A series of different bikes that they have. Everything from fat tire bikes to mountain bikes to foldable bikes. Uh, They'll fit every possible need that you might have for an e-bike. They can all go 20 miles an hour with zero pedaling. You can get between 20 and 40 miles on a single charge. And you can ride pedal free with throttle. You can utilize five different levels of pedal assist. Jen and I both have a Rad Power bike. We love them. Mine is the City Bike model, like a little beach cruiser. And hers is the City Bike step-through model. So she doesn't have to swing her leg over that center bar. Rad Power bikes, they're about half the cost of regular bikes because they cut out that retail chain. And if you use the coupon code RV Lifestyle at checkout, they'll take an additional $75 off. Visit them, RadPowerBikes.com.
2: Questions? You've got them. Mike and his network of RV reporters have the answers. Here's one of our questions of the week. All
0: right, this comes from our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. By the way, that's 51,500 members we have there now. Woohoo. Man. And I, I, we check it throughout the day, answer questions, and provide resources. But uh, it's really the community itself, those 51,000-plus members who... We'll answer just about anything anybody puts out. If you have a problem, a question, you'll get some great input from our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. It's absolutely free to belong. Just check them out. So this comes from Don and he, he said, at what length of fifth wheel would most campgrounds begin charging a greater amount for stays? We have a few RVs in mind. We'd like to take that into consideration. Well, I don't know of any campground that charges you by the foot. they They, they don't do that. Uh, we have not uh, ever run across that, and, and nor have many of the people who responded to Don's uh, post on our Facebook group. Kathy says uh, um, they don't charge based on the leg of the the length of the rig. Um, pull through sites, though, which most people with long units have, pull through sites are generally more than a back end site, uh, but they're usually to me worth it, especially for a short stay. Susan notes that size has more to do with availability than price. That's true. There aren't, uh, every campground does not have an equal number of sites that are good for those so-called big rigs. Um, Susan says that type and location of sites, particularly in private parks has more effect on price than rig size. So that's good to know. Blaine says, keep it under 40 feet because at nearly 45 feet, we have trouble finding campgrounds. Uh, So that's, uh, that's from Blaine. He's got one almost 45 feet. And he says he's having trouble. Terry notes that the 50 amp sites that most big rigs need versus the 30 amps that smaller units need 50 amp sites sometimes cost a little bit more. Karen says, uh, although longer sites are more expensive, the difference between sizes is pretty arbitrary. Generally pull through sites are more expensive than back in. Uh, we have been able to find good campsites in most places for our 35 foot fifth wheel including national parks. Uh, so there you go. Uh, that will help you, Don, in your in your shopping around. You should find plenty of the sites, particularly in commercial sites, that have lots of room. Well, you might have a little more problem is if you want to do boondocking. Because sometimes the best boondocking sites are down roads that are a little marginal. There's a little too sharp of turns for big rigs. And then uh, maneuvering them into that right spot can be a challenge, so... Um, that's the, the one downside about the uh, big rig but once you get in you can kind of just uh, sit back smug and invite everybody in to uh, stretch out and relax because you've got all that extra room
3: those were great responses
0: yep that's our group uh, just go to rvlifestyle.com slash facebook and you can join to rvlifestyle.com slash facebook
2: fellow travelers want to have your voice featured on the rv podcast
1: send us your questions or comments send an audio file to mike at RVlifestyle.com. or better yet use our rv podcast voicemail number 586-372-6990 586-372-6990
2: we want to hear from you call 586-372-6990
0: This part of the RV podcast is brought to you by Battleborne Batteries, makers of quality, safe, and reliable lithium batteries. They can be installed in just about any RV. Uh, the team of battery experts at Battleborn are familiar with uh, almost every Class A, Class C, B van, towable, whatever it is. And they offer different sized uh, lithium batteries that can probably drop into whatever size your existing batteries are taking right now. All the Battleborne lithium batteries protected by a ten-year guarantee. Uh, you want lithium batteries? I mean, they offer better performance. They charge faster. They charge fuller. They're longer lasting. They're maintenance-free. That's why Battleborn's motto is "Get out there and stay out there." And uh, if you're interested in, in learning more, just go to rvlifestyle.com/lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Look around, talk to a Battle Born Experts, and when you do that, make sure you tell them you heard about them right here on the RV Podcast.
1: Time now for the RV Podcast Interview of the Week. Interesting, entertaining, and helpful information about the RV lifestyle. Here's Mike with this week's interview. All
0: right, this week we're going to talk about um, a, a certain kind of business that you probably have heard about but don't know a whole lot about. Uh, the RV broker business. What What is an RV broker? Why would that be something that you would want to use? Uh, what do they do? Uh, our guest today is one of the better known uh, RV brokers out there. His site is myrvbroker.com. His name is James Upham. And uh, he's got a PhD actually uh, that he studied and, and it's related to the to the industry he's in. And, uh, Dr. Jim is a great interview and he is our special guest on the interview of the week. Well, joining us now to talk about RV brokers and why we should use one is uh, Dr. James Offum and, uh, he runs a website and a service called my RV broker.com. You can't miss that. That's a nice, easy URL. Uh, James Upham, thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. How are you?
4: So glad to be here. I'm doing fantastic. Join the uh, North Carolina weather, and uh, yeah, loving life. Things are good.
0: You are in a great spot for RV uh, travel and vacations and camping. So uh, I kind of envy you that. It's still um, it's it's still barely spring here in Michigan, where we're coming from today. Well, let me start well, because there's a lot of folks who, who want to know about this. Uh, this is RVs have never been in higher demand. It's harder and harder to find what you want. Uh, and that's why I thought you would make such a great guest. Tell everybody, first of all, what is an RV broker? What do they do?
4: So an RV broker much works much like an auto broker. Okay. So they work, I, the term is used often in middleman, but really the person in between so that it saves, hopefully saves money, time, um, and it gets you the best deal, exactly what you're looking for. RV brokers are generally used to sell or buy or sometimes both motorhomes. Uh, so if you're looking to get out of one, get into one, you don't want to deal with negotiation, uh, you don't want to have time, maybe that's an issue for you. Uh, you definitely want to get the best deal. You don't appreciate the wholesale process. This is where you, you would hire an RV broker to come in and do the work for you.
0: So one way would be to uh, sell my RV. And of course, this is a prime time to sell them. Uh, you might just talk a little bit about that. So if I contract with you to sell my RV, uh, what do you do? Uh, why would I do that rather than putting an ad in, in one of the trade publications or, yeah. um, or, or put a sign out front?
4: Well, right now you hit it on the head, Mike. You, you don't want to do that. the uh, The market right now is is such that it's amazing what uh, what some of these RVs are getting in the used market right now. I mean i i have I happen to spend a lot of my time um, helping buyers, new buyers, first time buyers, especially. Uh, and a lot of the first time buyers are looking into the new market. The reason being is that a lot of the used market where. As before, you would save a substantial amount of money. In this market, you don't save a lot. So you really don't need an RV broker, in my opinion, to sell your unit. Your best way to do that now is to go to Facebook Marketplace, save Craigslist, some of these free sites, uh, that you would do it on your own. Now, with that said, let's say that you still didn't wanna mess with that and you wanted to hire someone like us in order to sell, yeah, what we would do is we would pre-negotiate some arrangement with you, we would decide on what our fee would be, uh, and then we would take it from there. So we would take all your pictures. We would list them for you. Uh, we do things a little differently for our services and what, what brokers generally do, but yeah, your big RV sites and such, they'll try to line up certain buyers for your, for your motorhome. But I, I it, it may cost you five, 10% depending on what people are charging. And you just don't want to do that right now in this market. Cause you have a much better chance of selling it yourself.
0: I appreciate you being so honest about that because uh, uh, it, it really does seem to be a, a seller's market. So yes. flipping on the other side and the side that I think is of most interest right now to so many new people who can't find that RV they want or they go to a dealer and they find the model and they say, I want it. And the guy says, well, it's going to take you a year and a half to have it built. Yeah. Uh, why would I use an RV uh, broker in that case to, to find what I want?
4: Well, the the main reason I always I always bring it down to two big issues, the one being the most if if saving money is important. Now, I say that with a smile on my face is because I'm blown away and amazed by how many people are rushing into this. They're buying an RV on an emotional uh, whim. Uh, They're letting their emotions drive them. and, And because they're being told. The truth in many cases about an RV's delivery date, but sometimes we know that there might be a little bit of embellishment there and a little exaggeration, but they're letting their emotions drive them and they're paying way too much. So the main reason why you would hire an RV broker is to help you save money. The second thing that I like to relay to is that I, I really provide, in my case, I provide a consulting service where I can help you through to identify certain issues that you may have not have considered before. And it's good to have a coach in your corner to help you with that. Um, the The way that it generally works for us, us is that what we'll do is we have established relationships you know I worked for years as a sales rep manufacturing rep for Winnebago and so I got to uh, meet a lot of people great people along the way a lot of dealers And through the process of starting my own company, what ended up happening is I was able to pre-negotiate discounts based on volume of bringing customers to dealers. And so that's really, really, if you want to save time, you want to save money, and you just don't deal or appreciate with any of the headache out there, you want someone to coach you in your corner to help you and give you a third-party perspective that's not driven by a commission, that's why you would have an RV broker on your side.
0: Now, uh, if I contract with an RV broker to uh, help me find the RV I want. Who pays the fee? Is that paid by, by me or is it by the seller that I end up buying from?
4: Yeah, so great, great question. It really depends. Um, We work, just to answer it from our perspective, we work a little differently, whereas we'll work out a scenario that's best for everybody. A lot of cases, a buyer will actually hire me, I'll I'll, I'll, um, provide them with an invoice with a flat rate, and we'll go to work. And at any point, as long as they pay us before they pick up their motorhome, we have no pressure. We just work there and we have an unlimited access to kind of help you through the process. Um, Other brokers will work out a, a commission of some kind that either the seller will pay or if they happen to have inventory of their own. So if they're buying and selling their own, then they have that scenario. So it really depends on what the arrangement is. Um, for us, when we're helping people to find motorhomes um, or trailers, but but specifically we find a lot of motorhome buyers right now, then we we would generally work with that motorhome buyer so that I'm working directly for them and there's no ulterior motive or influence based on what a dealer might pay me because I really want to have their best interest in mind. It's not always that way. It really kind of depends on the scenario.
0: Uh, that was one of my concerns because it seems to me that it would be – it would be very tempting for the broker to say, to go to dealer a and say, look, I can put him in that RV. I'll sell them to that one, but I want you to give me a cut on that. And, and, uh, and, and that, so it, it, negotiating a fee is good. Rough ballpark. Let's say we're talking a hundred thousand dollar motor home that somebody has budgeted. What does the broke, what would that cost me as a, as a buyer?
4: Uh, it could be, it could be a scenario where you may might pay as much as five to 10%. I mean, you, you now usually not that high because you, because of the demand right now, because of the market, right? Where you have everybody buying for trying to get out there and get buyers. Uh, but yeah, it really it really depends on that particular broker. For us we usually do a flat fee and then we offer additional services if they need it. Um, we really want what's best for everybody. Um, we find that just being kind of middle of the road, having a reasonable fee out there is really the best way to go. You know, to your point Mike, one of the things that we saw that you may have addressed already with some of the other podcasts and uh, YouTube videos is there is something that unfortunately drives a lot of sales and that is a manufacturer's payment to a salesperson, it's what's called a spiff. And it's this ugly word out there and whether or not, you know, anybody knows about that, I've gone on and on about that. Something to be careful where a spiff is being paid by a manufacturer in addition to what the dealer is paying. And that can sometimes influence what we're offering to a customer. Okay. So there's an exterior force that's coming in here saying, Hey, if I sell this one over here, either one will work, but this one over here is going to pay me more. That's what you're trying. That's what you'll try to avoid when working with an RV broker. Hopefully. Is that they have your best interest in mind, and they don't have additional uh, resources available to them.
0: This uh, idea of a spiff—I've mentioned it uh, in times past, but what does that stand for? Is there uh, uh, sales, sales incentive, something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, 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 think program incentive performance or fun. I don't know. What it's yeah, it's, I, I have another word for it. I don't know if I can say it on your broadcast,
4: but, but I mean, it, it is to me, it's, uh, it's, it, it, look, it, it happens, right? It's, it's out there. It's been around for a long time. Uh, I'm not knocking this in the sense that I want everyone to do as best as they can. We just don't want to take advantage of people in the process. But I personally was working in an environment where I saw these spiffs drive the, Sales and so here you got a brand new customer, someone who's never been in the RV business. They walk onto a lot. They're being told they can't get something for a year. They can't do this, can't do. That. And then they see one over here, and it looks like it could work. And the salesperson knows, hey, I'm going to make more money here. There. You know, you see, it's kind of a slippery slope. What you really want to do is have somebody be able to guide you, ha- have no additional incentive, work with you, you hire them, they have your best interest at heart, they go to work for you, and then hopefully you refer them over and over again and everyone's happy. So, yeah, you got to be careful out there. I hope I didn't open up a can of worms, but hey, that, that still happens even in this market.
0: Now, people, people, people know about it, but I don't think they know it is, is, is probably as widespread as it is. Now, um, that said, exactly how would it work if I, I called you up and this is the model I'm looking for, okay. and or or I'm looking if I'm looking for a Class C that has four seatbelts, not two, that has a small slide. Uh, you then, knowing the market, will will you suggest a certain model? Will you go out and find them and say, here are three that you can look at? Uh, yeah,
4: so so if you already know what, what you want, you've done all your homework, you know exactly the model, the floor plan, uh, the years, uh, whether it's new or a couple years old. You know, you remember, Mike, that, you know, a couple years ago before all this COVID stuff happened, you know, you, you would lose 30, 40 percent of uh, depreciation would, would factor in on a new unit within the first couple of years. We're seeing that that gap, you know, close because of what's happening in, with demand and, and uh, with the supply chain disruption right now. So what you're getting is you're getting a lot of inflated pricing, but you may or may not know what you're looking for. In the event that you know what you're looking for, then yes, you would contact us, you'd say, hey, here's what we're thinking about, these certain models, and is there anything you can do? We would set up probably similar What what you might do, is you set up a five minute, 10 minute appointment, we'll go through it, we'll talk budget, we'll talk about you know where's the best place for, the, where, where do you live, where could it be delivered, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, most important features, you, you hit it on the head. Seat belts. That's one that I always remind people of. Hey, have you thought about, you know, seatbelts? Do you have kids? Do you have grandkids? These are some of the questions that you need to think about. But in the event that you know, yeah, then what we could do is I could say, hey, for no charge for this. Let me make a few calls. Let me see what's available. See what's out there. We'll come back and decide if we want to move forward with it, then we'll, you know, you can retain us and we'll go from there. Um, in a scenario where you don't know what you're looking for, you just know you want something, that's where we would do something similar As I'd spend a lot of time with you. We would figure out what's best for you and your family, and then we would decide uh, at that point what, on what's going to work best for you. So it's really a matter of just contacting us, letting us know what you're looking for, or in the event that, you know, this market changes and you want to sell something, uh, say it's, a, it's on the opposite side of that, then we would we would do a lot of Google SEO work for you, market that for you. So it really kind of depends on what you're looking for.
0: So I want to buy a new RV. uh, I contact you. I give you a rough idea of what I'm looking for. What's the average time now in this market that it would take you to come back and say, Hey, I found three of them or one of them, or there's nothing like that, but here's something you might want to look at. Uh, How long does that process normally last in this market now?
4: yeah right that I guess that's the that's the caveat there in this market now. it's crazy um you know i I'll, I'll I'll answer that by saying in years past when I was working as a manufacturing rep, you know you would say on average, if there wasn't a motor home, for instance, in the yard. You'd say eight to 12 weeks, depending on if it's a class B, it's a class AD. So, you know, it just kind of varies. Now you're looking on an average of more like three to six months, more like six months, depending upon chassis. Um, there's all kinds of, of variables out there. I can generally with, with, with the dealers that I work with, get you one a little quicker, but it's not going to be just to be completely forthright and honest. I'm not going to be able to save you and cut off months at a time, unless because I have certain contacts and with dealers that are knowing what we're looking for, that they see something, grab it for us, a market, and then contact us because maybe a retail sale uh, had unwound. So there are scenarios like that that I've seen. But, yeah, you're, you're typically looking at a minimum, I would say, if it's a new unit, three months, um, and sometimes a lot quicker, sometimes more. It just really depends on which. Class Bs right now are really hard to find. I've been able to get some of our buyers in there a lot quicker at a much better price just because we were able to negotiate that ahead of time before some of this demand. But yeah, it's, I tell you, it's a day by day basis, isn't it? It's just wild. What's happening right now.
0: It is uh, winding down now. Uh, there is a fee obviously that you, you negotiate or an RV broker works out, but, is that fee made up in savings that you then would get for that buyer from buying directly themselves?
4: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't like to complicate things. I, I, here's what makes us a little different is we connect buyers and sellers. And at some point in the process, uh, I will either turn them over a buyer to a seller. If it's a dealer, for instance, let them do their paperwork, help them with financing. I'll provide all kinds of, uh, information referrals if they need insurance. I mean, I'll, I'll do the whole package for them, but when it comes to the actual purchase and the purchasing, uh, agreement, etc., then at some point I'm connecting them together and I'm in the loop. If there's a private party seller then we'll then we'll draft some paperwork. I have uh, an attorney here in town, a good friend of mine who I'm actually trying to help find a motorhome right now uh, who we could put together paperwork they can review it and do all of that for them for a seller. But right now what we're finding is a lot of customers are interested in new um, motorhomes and trailers and with that happening we typically will send them over to the dealer, work with them on the side and then help them through the process in case they're being offered some services that we just don't think that they need. Uh, do do
0: so. you handle the negotiations? The sales negotiations. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the point because that's where the money is saved uh, or mm-hmm. somebody is paying. You, for example, say to the buyer, you know, you don't really need this. Tra- you don't need to pay this this paperwork fee. This is a ridiculous fee that they the dealership charges. Do You explain. I mean, I guess what I say is, where is the value besides finding something? Do you? See? you find savings in that process?
4: Oh yeah. A thousand. I mean, and so it's just from the top line, just on what they're being, what they're being charged, Mike. Um, whereas somebody who doesn't uh, spend the time, know the market, know what they're purchasing. It's these, it's these t- emotional driven, right? We talked about that, about the emotions driving. I got to have this now, we're going on a vacation. You got to think about the long term memories that this motor home or trailer is going to provide for you, not just the summers. Right? So it's this emotional drive. There's a tremendous amount of savings from what we're able to be just because of the volume of, of who we send to the dealers. Right? And that, why dealers like to work with us is because we're their base it's 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 not free money for them but they're we're bringing them customers who we've qualified who we are working on behalf of you know there's they save money uh, they typically 99 98 percent of everyone we bring they, they don't walk away from a deal um, so dealers love that they save money and they translate that savings to the customer and because we typically will have a flat rate we don't monkey around with hey if we save you this much we'll take this much or you take no we just make it simple clean easy and then we continue to help people along the way so that's how it works for us
0: all right last well, question you can find James we'll put a link in the show notes and all of this but it's at my rv brokerker.com but right. uh, last question just briefly uh how does somebody find a broker uh, they just met you but I mean uh, there are brokers around how do you find a good one
4: Uh, I always think you got to go back to Google. You know, you go into my RV broker, uh, look at Facebook. I tell you the best way to get a review, right? An honest review is go to these Facebook groups out there uh, and just, you know, see what people are saying and put a question in there. Hey, has anyone used a broker? Do you need one? Um, You know, what were your experience? Those, I think, give you the most honest and candid uh, conversations that you really need to make in that decision. But yeah, just like anything, just Google it, right? You should be able to find one.
0: That's what we suggest. That's why we have 50,000 people in our, just our Facebook group alone oh, uh, man. for helping like that. Listen, yeah. uh, you have been great. Thanks for telling everybody and being upfront. So people know what a spiff is. Yeah. And uh, I'm really I glad. We can, so. we, I, I need to tell people that from time to time because they, they do get so emotional. Yeah. You've been a great interview. I think people are going to find this very helpful. And uh, uh, my RV com is uh, Dr. James Upham's website and his uh, company. Thank Thanks. you, man. I appreciate it so much. This part of the RV podcast is brought to you by Peace of Mind for RVs.com. Peace of Mind for RVs.com. They're an emergency transportation coverage solution that pays 100% of all air ambulance, land ambulance charges. If you have both, they'll pay both by ground, by air, anywhere. Look, emergencies can be scary, but what a lot of people don't realize is that if you get air evac'd out, It isn't up to the EMT who ordered that evacuation or even the emergency room doctor. It's up to the insurance company whether they're going to cover it. And air ambulances are one of the most rejected claims out there. You know how much they cost? They stick you with that bill? The average is over $50,000. And it can also happen with a regular land ambulance, Uh, it can get very confusing. And that's why uh, Jennifer and I are members of Peace of Mind for RVs.com. They give you emergency transportation coverage. They, they cover hundred percent of all ground ambulances, air ambulances. You get a slew of additional benefits like return home services, recuperate close to home, visitor transportation. Truly, it, it is Peace of mind for RVs.com. That's their website. Uh, you will uh, find yourself covered anywhere, whether it's your permanent home, whether it's when you're out on the road in the RV, check them out. That's that's my best advice to you. Just check them out at uh, peaceofmindforrvs.com. Time now for Off the Beaten Path,
2: a unique RV podcast travel suggestion you probably won't find in a guidebook.
0: Here's Mike. Well, the Burkitts are out on the road traveling again and... Once again, they had a couple hours to kill, and there was a curious sign
5: that led to another off-the-beaten-path discovery. Hey, Jennifer and Mike. Ask anyone who was the first woman member of a president's cabinet, and you'll likely hear about Frances Perkins, who served as labor secretary for FDR beginning in 1933. You're much less likely to hear about Anna Ella Carroll. We certainly never had until we pulled off the road to read a historical marker on State Route 16 outside Church Creek, Maryland. One of the long, squiggly arms of the Chesapeake Bay extends as far as the town, where the quarter-mile-long creek is one of its tributaries.
6: We were staying at Emily's Produce, a fun roadside stand featuring her a variety of Maryland products, along with goats, chickens, ducks, a playground centered around an old red farm truck, and a hanging do-it-yourself orchestra. There was enough daylight left for an outing, so we looked at the map and picked the old Trinity Church because it was on the water and not too far away. So it was, we came across the marker explaining a bit about this woman buried in the churchyard. Anna
5: Carroll, it turns out, was an astute political observer. She was of considerable help to her father during his time as governor. Though not a big fan of Lincoln, Carroll believed in abolition, and when he was elected, she freed her slaves and set to work to keep Maryland in the Union. Old Abe, in his turn, was quite aware of Anna's skills and soon recruited her to travel west and report back on Confederate movements and plans in those regions. Her astute observations and reporting resulted in military strategies that doomed the secessionists and brought European allies into the conflict on the Union side.
6: In 1864, Francis B. Carpenter painted a portrait of Lincoln and his cabinet with one empty chair on which sat Carroll's maps, and notebook, a clear homage to the shadow member of that assembly. Belatedly, in 1881, legislation was put forward to grant Carroll a pension equal to that of the major generals of the war. She died in 1894, and her epitaph in the old Trinity churchyard reads, A woman rarely gifted, an able and accomplished writer.
5: The church itself still serves an active congregation and now stands, since 1675, as the oldest continuously operating congregation in the United States. The shoreline along the churchyard has been carefully restored and features a walking path and a dock for those who regularly arrive for services by water. The building, too, has been carefully restored, and its peaceful precincts wait for anyone who takes the time to wander here off the beaten path. That's Tom and Patty Burkett. You can read
0: uh, printed versions of many of their off-the-beaten-path reports on the rvlifestyle.com travel blog, rvlifestyle.com. And this part of the RV Podcast is brought to you by a place the Birketts love to stay with a lot, a company called Harvest Host. It's a membership site in, that allows you then, once you're a member, to overnight for free at more than 2,000 wineries, farms, microbreweries, and attractions all across North America. Now, we are big fans, Jennifer and me, of Harvest Host, and we use it all the time in our travels as well. It costs 99 bucks a year to join. But because uh, of uh, a special discount to our listeners, you can get fifteen percent off of that. Now, listen, you, you're gonna you're gonna make up for the membership cost by just two stays at a Harvest Host, as uh, to what the you know compared to campground rates that you'd have to pay if you had to you know go to a regular commercial campground. Fifteen percent off if you join. Just go to rvlifestyle.com/hh. Check out the site, and you can see why Harvest Host is so awesome. And uh again, uh, you'll get to, if you go to that link, uh rvlifestyle.com slash you'll uh, get fifteen percent automatically set up for you and uh you will be ready to go. Check them out. Uh rvlifestyle.com slash
2: What's happening? Time now to check the RV calendar of events and gatherings you need to know about.
0: Okay, we have uh, a couple, three of them that I want to uh, tell you about that are coming up. All right, the first one's underway right now. started May 17th. It runs through the 23rd, the Pittsburgh RV Show at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. June 10th through the 13th, the Tampa Bay Summer RV Show is on Florida State Fairgrounds, Tampa, Florida, And uh, for your future planning, the uh, August 12th through the 15th is the Midwest RV Super Show at the RV Motorhome Hall of Fame in Elkhart, Indiana
1: and that wraps up another episode of the rv podcast with mike and jennifer wendland
2: new episodes are released every wednesday and the best way to stay connected is to subscribe to the rv podcast
1: we're in all the popular podcast apps and you can also listen on the RVlifestyle.com travel blog
2: till next time happy trails fellow travelers we'll be looking for you down the road
0: All right, hey, I want to remind you once again, you can go into our sweepstakes, get a chance to win a $500 Camping World Certificate. Just go to uh, rvlifestyle.com slash sweepstakes. You can enter a number of ways, and we'll announce the winner on the 29th of May. Hey, till then, on behalf of my wife, John, our dog, Bo, I'm Mike Welland. See you down the road, and happy trails.